Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and come chill out with the four sisters. There's Sue, not the oldest, but the others think she kind of acts like she is. She's a critical care doctor who ran a hospital ICU, so maybe it's okay she's a little bossy. Amy's also a doctor who specializes in the lungs. Then there's Lisa, a former fashion photographer. Then there's Lori, the baby of the family, born more than a decade after the others. Their dad used to say she wasn't an accident, but the first three were. Lori's a six-time Emmy Award-winning TV reporter and your host. Take it away, Lori, before your sisters take over. Hi. 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 So it's been a long time. I've been busy with other projects, but everyone's at, all our fans are asking, when are you coming back? And here we are. Yay. <laughs> we missed you. Yeah, well, I missed you guys. So, all right, what is going on? What do we do? do help what, what make some decisions for us go <laughs> <laughs> um well i think in my life my biggest problem is it's your hair <laughs> no i i feel like i've been dealing with that kind of okay it's not perfect but okay enough your but, hair looks good thank you thank you um, but my biggest problem is that three out of my four kids are basically unemployed. One works for a big company that does events. She was laid off. Another one works for an advertising firm laid off. So only one is working and they're all going to end up moving back home. It's just the tip of the iceberg. It's the economy has to be going down fast soon. Yep. Yep. Unless the country reopens and I can't see that as an option. It is pretty much open here in Florida. It's like social distance open. Um, yeah. Well, there, I saw a photo of some swimming pool in Missouri and there was a big sign that says stay six feet apart and everybody is clustered closely together and nobody's wearing a mask. Well, I do have to say that with some of these pictures, not that I read the daily mail, but I do read the daily mail. Um, they're using, they could be using a telephoto lens and it kind of makes it look like people are closer together. I don't know if I believe all these like scary pictures. What do you think, Lise? You are a fashion photographer. What do you think? It's funny you should say that because a photographer I know has been posting pictures of the wide angle versus the telephoto and saying what a difference it makes. But at the same time, I really think a lot of these people are hanging out close. And there's other pictures of people in bars drinking and I don't think it matters what lens you use to see how close together they are. <laughs> so Amy and Sue, I mean, what's the deal? And don't go, well, I mean, what the hell is the deal? Like, can we go get a haircut? Can I go see my friend who's been in quarantine too? What if I said, oh, I'm going to go get my haircut now? I mean, what would you say? I would say don't do that. I think you have to weigh out all the risks and benefits. And I think that one's too risky. And there was an article this weekend about a hairdresser who was sick and worked while she was sick and infected multiple people who worked in the salon and were getting their hair cut. Okay. What about going for a walk on the same side of the street with my friend who's also been in quarantine? Visit with you know, a close friend or family and stay six feet apart and stay outdoors. I think that's probably reasonable. I think we're at a position where we have to make decisions based on limited information. And we have to make the best decisions we can with that information. Um, I do think the hairdresser, 
you know, if the hairdresser's masked, if the client's masked, what's the risk? I don't know yet, but I don't, and I always say, I don't want to be the first, I don't want to be the last. So let's wait till there's more information about whether that transmits COVID or not. And if it looks like you can safely go to the hairdresser, then believe me, I'm signing up. But I don't think we know the answer to that yet. And just because the hairdressers are back in business doesn't mean all of a sudden it became fine. Like, I think people are taking their cues from what's allowed. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. People are wanting to follow what their state is okaying and going along with it. We all want permission to do things that we probably shouldn't be doing. You know, like going out, mingling, seeing more, seeing our older parents. And when you feel like you have permission, you do it regardless of the risk. So is somebody going to make the, the joke, well, at least we don't have old parents to see. <laughs> yeah, I think we are the old parents now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, what's old? Is Both our parents passed away. For Oh, you don't like the word passed away, right, Sue? She's so no. much more pragmatic. They, they died. So they, not of coronavirus. I mean, a long time ago. Well, anyway, like yeah. On is like they passed on to heaven. And I don't think either of our parents believed in heaven. So I don't like to use that term. Well, maybe. Passed on sounds like they went somewhere else. Yeah. You never know now, do you? <laughs> but when you don't know, do the safest. They died. And they might have gone to heaven. <laughs> I'm no, just hedging their bets for them. But yeah, I think, you know, I've seen um, trainers who send out videos of teenagers working out together in the same, you know, backyard of two feet apart. I've seen people hanging out together close together, but wearing masks or face shields, even though they're like right next to each other. I think people kind of have devised their own little rules that make sense in their own heads, but are, are still pretty risky. I just want to say my teenager's working out with his friends, but he's doing it from the basement and he's doing it through FaceTime. Yeah. But I'm bummed. That's the right well, way to do it. Getting back to the hairdresser, you know, if you're sitting there getting your hair cut and the hairdresser is standing behind you and talking to you, you know, they're their little bubble of whatever's coming out of their mouth is kind of right falling right on top of your head and over your face. So I think that's a high risk situation. Does the mask make it better? Yes, but it doesn't eliminate the risk. Sisters roll call. Who got dressed and put makeup on today? Like Laura, I don't think you did. Amy, I'm not sure. Lisa. They didn't do my hair. Yeah, what's going on with that? Because like, who got dressed? You would only get credit if you got dressed, did your hair, and put on a little bit of makeup. This is a roll call to see who did what. Yeah. So well, I forget what the things are that you said, but I think I've done none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I showered. Okay. I showered. Please, do you wear any makeup on a regular day? No. Oh. Don't you wear like a little mascara and a little lipstick? If I leave the house, yeah. You can't wear lipstick and wear a mask. So why do you do your hair and makeup when you're at home all day? Or where are you going out to? Yeah, where are you going? Because of her husband. Because you need to look nice for your husband. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Mom would have agreed with that. But I okay. look like that when I do Mom, Wait, wait. Mom told me that I was too pretty to need to do that. 
<laughs> Seriously, she how said old your were sisters you? need some makeup, but you, Lori, you really. Just how old were you, Lori? Lori you were like twenty-two when she said that. I, she never said it. You guys believe me? Oh, oh my therapist for that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one, and I don't like to look at myself without makeup. So, like my face. Not, that you should call your therapist for that. I know. My face disappears. Like, I have no eyebrows. I have no eyelashes. I don't have a mouth. You have a mouth. (laughs) That was funny, Laura. I am funny. So you have to paint it in? I have to paint it on. Yeah, I'm like a painted lady. So what's your gut feeling on what's going to happen in the fall? Best guess for timeline. Um. Best guess, I think there'll be less cases. There could be another spike. Um, I don't know for fall. I mean, there are predictions that there will be a bad spike around Thanksgiving. I do think that there'll be a vaccine. Um, I have a lot of confidence in that, but um, it's the most important thing, whether there's a vaccine or not. What do you think about going on road trips this summer? I don't think it'd be unreasonable for you to go to an Airbnb you know, and mask every time you filled up and wash your hands, you know, the second you get back in the car. I think there's things that you can do to decrease the risk. What you can't do is go to the cute little restaurants or the cute little ice cream places and all those great things you do on a road trip. Businesses have gotten so good at the social distance situation. Can we go to, you know, ice cream parlors? And what about the restaurants where people are spaced out? Aim, you take that one. I mean, it, it might be okay. I think we just don't know yet. I've, I've heard in some of those restaurants, you know, the, the wait staff are all wearing masks. I, I don't know. I, what I, do I want to be one of the first ones to go to a restaurant? No, thank you. I'd rather wait and see what happens. Do you guys think there's going to be youth sports again soon? Like, Lise, your son Stan? I mean, what about hockey? So we've gotten texts from the coach about hockey. There's going to be, there were no tryouts, but they're taking deposits because they hope to put teams together without tryouts come June. I know in other parts of the country, hockey has already reopened and the things they're doing is no locker rooms, come dressed, ready to get on the ice. Some of the kids are wearing face shields on the ice, but they're open. So they also, it's a contact sport for the older kids, well, for all the kids, and there's checking for the older kids. So I don't really see how that's going to work out. I think we're all just kind of jumping into the void with stuff. I, I think the world's not coming to a halt anymore, and the stuff is going to start happening, though it may not be a good idea. Sue, what do you think about that? You know, it, it's scary. I mean, first, the kids are really anxious to go back to their sport because they love it, and two, they want to deposit. So it means a lot. I heard deposit too. I was yeah. going to make a comment. And then I thought, oh no, that coach is going to listen to this and he's going to get mad at Lisa. There's a lot of money in sports. So they all give each other permission to resume the sports. It's like the hockey, you know, the kids hockey league says, well, maybe it's okay if they don't French kiss on the ice, you know, or something. <laughs> that's like a joke, that. right? <laughs> yes, that's a joke. But <laughs> thank you, Lisa. I got one fan. Like I said before, you can see what happens with those other hockey teams but I don't like using, you know, those kids as a control group in my experiment of life. 
but you know, the kids are getting a horrible Kawasaki's type disease that seems to be related to COVID. So we're just gonna have to see, like nobody has the answer. And as I say every day, you have to be careful when you get permission to do something that you probably shouldn't be doing. And I think that's what's happening now. All these sports groups are saying, no worries, we're following CDC guidelines, but I stayed up late last night like doing a deep dive into CDC guidelines on everything. And a lot of the guidelines, they don't say if you do this, it's going to be safe. What they say is, if you don't do this, but if you must do this, this, and this to minimize risk. But again, it's not without risk. Yeah, I, I think this is, you know, I say this over and over, it's the epidemic of a day late and a dollar short. And uh, we still have a duty to control an epidemic. And I don't think we've done it yet. But people did not know that recommendations were being given that, that people trusted that were based on shortages as much as science and risk and, and personal safety. I mean, you have to make your own common sense decisions and not just be a sheeple. Yeah, but, but it's a common sense decision if you're more conservative, if you're less than conservative, is that common sense? Because those people think it's fine. The hairdressers, et cetera, they think it's common sense. My well, it's also the economy. I mean, the hairdressers need right. to make money. Everybody's got an agenda. Right. It's, it's tough. I mean, where do you get your information and what information do you believe? And um, I like our physician moms group where you have to be a vetted female physician and people describe what they're seeing and they're telling you how many ICU patients they have, what their hospitals look like, um, how much of a burden of COVID they really have. That's a Facebook group that you have with other physician moms. Yes. There's about 37,000 moms and it's all people talking about COVID-19. Yeah, and what they're seeing at their hospital. So you don't have to rely on the media interpreting what's out there. You know, you can talk to people or see what they're posting from the front lines. So what are the main messages? I mean, pass them along. Don't get COVID. Well, <laughs> oh, thanks, Sue. Come on. You guys are so secretive. Like, I can't tell you the messages. You can't be in our no, group. There are some, there are some, the there are some amazing doctors on there who um, get into the literature, and there's a lot of literature coming out. A lot of it is not yet peer-reviewed, so it's not totally vetted. But what some of these doctors are doing is going through the literature and kind of simplifying it for the rest of us. So and what are the big things that are coming down the pike, maybe? Well, the big thing is remdesivir. It looks like it works the best in the people who aren't that sick. And it's available. We're giving it in our hospital, um, but we're limited in the amount of doses that we can get. So do the physician moms and whoever else is, is in your special little group, do they talk about how <laughs> it's- Big group. <laughs> yeah, your big special group. Do they talk about how people are- opening things up too quickly do they talk yes. about what do they say they're opening things up too quickly that's what they say they do yeah and are they saying i want my family to stay home and not go anywhere most of them yes yeah we started the thing where every episode we will have a different silver lining from one of the kids and since amy your son adam is the second oldest uh we're going to use his. Hi, I'm Adam, the son of Amy, and um, silver lining for the 
Corona is uh, disinfectants like logic and science. Hopefully, will dissolve society's snake oil salesman to a state of irrelevancy. I have no idea what that meant. Lise, what do you think that means? I think it has something to do with all the fake things people are taking, thinking they'll work with no proof. Oh, you got it. I mean, I think you got it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next time. I'll be here. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have a question for the four sisters, call 786-474-6040 and leave them a message. You can now find the Four Sisters podcast on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and check out their website, foursisters.com. Use the letters or the numbers. It's your call, sisterhood. Stay safe, everybody.